Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Gary and Jesse Talk About Stuff podcast. Good morning, Jesse. Good morning, Gary. It is June 28, 2021. Yeah. If Back to the Future was real and right, huh. we have not accomplished any of what they said we were going to accomplish. And we have passed that date up. Isn't it weird to just think, stop and think for a second? Like when you're writing a check and all that kind of stuff, and you write 2021, did you ever like cognitively think when you were graduating? Like we graduated around 2000, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Did you ever think you would write 2021? Like you never just stopped and it never pondered even, it? Ever, never even crossed my mind. It just seems like we're a long ways. Like, well, you know how far we are in the future? So this is weird to say, but we're far far enough along where not only has Back to the Future not come true because mm. we don't have self-tying shoelaces. Oh, I really plane, want those. But we're supposed to have the Terminator War in like eight years. Oh, that's coming. Yeah. So and by 2029, three billion people are supposed to have died in 1997. That's oh. how far along we are. But yeah, I never really thought about it. You realize that we're going to be around well, you will be. I'll probably be gone by that point. Uh, you're going to be around to see the year 2050? I That's bizarre. I don't know how to, like, process that because here's one, like, little uh, glimpse of my growing up. Like, we listened to 60s music all the time and all that kind of stuff. And there was a song. Oh, I wonder if I know the name of it. Uh, something like in the year twenty five twenty five. Oh, some like Emporium or something like that. Yeah. And I remember like the song jumps like a thousand years every verse or whatever. And in the year thirty five thirty five, you're not even gonna need to use your hands and like all this kind of stuff. And it just jumps, and you're gonna pick your kids from a uh, uh, lineup or whatever. Yeah. And like the amazing thing, like things like that, like twenty years ago. Uh, um, 30, 40 years ago, people would throw out, like, 2021 20, as, like, a, oh, we're never going to make it there. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. it's just so far in the future that we're not going to see that. We're not going to make it. Here we are in 2021. Yeah. Oh, Conan did the same joke, yeah. didn't he? Like, in the, in in the, the year 2000. 2000. Yeah. yeah. It, what, so one of my favorite shows of all time is The Twilight Zone. Mm. I love The Twilight That's Zone. That's a good one. And like the old school Twilight Zone. The old zone, school right? Twilight Zone, right. yeah. And it is 62 years old wow. from its premiere. Wow. It's the same age as my mom. And it's fascinating going back and watching the 1959 se- you know, season from mm-hmm. the first season. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, they hadn't launched a rocket yet. And all of the episodes, or at least half of them, are about going to the stars and how we're going to walk on the moon and people getting stranded on desert planets. Right. And, Guys going insane because they've been in space too long in one particular episode. And then four years later, by the time the series ended, they were in Vietnam and they were halfway through the space race. Right. You know, and that was 60 years ago. And so here we are today with all this technology. Can you imagine what it's going to look like in 2050? It's going to be nuts. I really can't. Like, I think that's the point, right? Like, we keep jumping to these conclusions like, oh, in 30 years, we're going to have this. We're going to have this. Um, oh, I'll say it this way. Like, so Sandra and I have like, uh, sort of pieced together like our backyard, like, Mm. oh, we, we really always wanted one of those pitchback machines, you know, like you, you throw the ball and it comes back. Not that Sandra always wanted that. I always wanted that because I thought that'd be cool. Right. And so I found one on the curb for free. You know how much I love that. And so I fixed it up. We got it. Uh, I always wanted a shed. Like I've just always wanted a shed. So we've a couple years ago, we found a shed on sale. We got that. At some point, I was like, man, like, we have everything we want. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just all there. Like, what more kind of fun stuff can you think of? Think about that with technology. Like, what more do you want? Like, look at how far we are. I know. And what more could you do? And I know there's, like, game changers, like a Steve Jobs or whatever, who's like, oh, yeah, we could do this or we could do that. And they're thinking of something I've never thought of. But, like, it's all in the palm of your hand like a yeah. computer yeah. is in the palm of your hand yeah like what more do you want in apollo 11 when it landed on the moon it had something along the lines of 50 times or 100 times less computing power Isn't than the crazy? average smartphone and they had to have a room they were fascinated that they could fit a computer into a room mm-hmm. 
And I'm just like, in 50 years, we've gone from basically computers being an entire room, and the same computing power is literally in one-eighth of a microchip Isn't that crazy? Uh, It's just bizarre, man. And then I want to pause for a second, because before the podcast, we were talking about how, uh, why not us, like that kind of language. Yeah. yeah. Jesse and I both think we're really good at this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're really humble about it. Yeah. And then we're like, well, we're so, we're so at, good at this. We're we're humble. We're so good at this yeah. that we're humble. <laughs> and and, and here, here's some uh, humility here because we know like yeah. we're doing what we're doing, whatever. Yeah. But I listen to some of these other podcasts and I'm like, man, that sounds just like us. Like we got some good sound. We got some good topic, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. We just answered it. Like, why don't we have a million followers? Yeah. Because we are old guys complaining about technology. Ab- absolutely. I, like, I that's completely what, agree. That, yeah. what, that's what just happened for the last 10 minutes. Yeah. You just heard us complaining about technology. Yeah, exactly. We're literally. That's why nobody listens. We are literally dudes pushing 40 who are like, these kids need to get these off our kids, lawn. Get off my lawn. You know, them and their newfangled using. Zap slat. And their, and their new. Their new Rap, rapidy, hippity hop music. Yeah. I can't stand it. All right. Yeah, just so that's why, because uh, that's why we have like two uh, faithful followers, uh, yeah. listeners, um, moms, moms. Yep. Thanks, <laughs> we, Gail and Nelva. Thanks, guys. <laughs> because uh, what we try to do at the Gary and Jesse Talk About Stuff podcast is just ramble. Um, I know me in particular. Like, if I was unleashed on a Sunday. Um, and we were given this passage, and I would just blah, just talk about it for like an hour, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden an hour would be back or would be done. Yeah. And uh, that doesn't work on a Sunday morning. You got to limit yourself, obviously. Yeah. So Jesse and I, Jesse's got a little bit of that same personality. He can kind of ramble for a while. And so we thought, hey, what if we do a podcast and we just ramble? Yeah. And so that's what you're hearing now. Yeah. Uh, if you. Have not listened to the Jesse, Gary and Jesse Talk About Stuff podcast. Go back to Spotify. Go to forallwhothirst.com, and you can listen to a whole bunch of previous episodes, and you can find how we've gotten worse or better at it. I'll let you be the judge of that. Um, If nothing else, we've kind of figured out some sound stuff, so uh, you don't have to tell us that, hey, there's a bad echo or whatever. Because you remember for a long time we had this really weird echo. Yeah, I remember that. It would come back again. We have sort of fixed that, we think. Um, what's very interesting though is that we used to script our stuff when we first started we used to like write down bullet points of what we wanted to talk about and it was so awkward yeah we didn't we don't we don't operate that way no no, Um, i keep forgetting to kiss the mic so there's a one thing we can fix yeah um but what you're hearing is gary and jesse just randomly kind of jumping down rabbit trails and that kind of thing but the incredibly cool thing that we always find is somehow, some way, the conversation starts to turn towards a bit of theology. Yeah. Uh, we find something, uh, either Gary or Jesse catches it and like, hey, I think that's a glimpse of God. And we start to talk about what does that have to do with uh, our Savior? What does that have to do with God the Creator? What does that have to do with the Holy Spirit? And we start chasing that rabbit trail and hopefully you find a pretty good theological lesson in it. We don't throw a lot of, well, sometimes we throw some terms and we throw some words that you might need to go look up or we'll try to define for you or whatever. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's uh, fairly low-key, fairly accessible, I think. And Mm -hmm. kind of the point is we want to help teach y'all that Jesus is in everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whatever movie you watch, whatever uh, book you're reading, there's a glimpse of him. Uh, somewhere in there. Now, granted, uh, sin has covered up a lot of that glimpse, and sometimes it's even incredibly covered up, depending on the movie or depending on the situation. But there's a glimpse of God in there somewhere. Does that make sense, Jesse? Yeah, I, I completely agree. And and that's a really good point as far as, you know, God is in everything or has intended to create everything perfect, but sin has tainted it. So, right. of course, there's going to be things that you know, you watch or consume or experience that uh, it may be hard to see God in, but originally, uh, when the world was created, it was intended for good. Right. And God uses every situation for His glory. You know, um, if we put our faith in Him. So, yeah, there's always Christ in everything that we say or do. So. Let's chase for just a second. You said something that um, 
I want to be reminded of again that God uses everything for his glory. God uses everything for his glory. Um, Several circumstances have pointed me to uh, dwelling on this for the last couple of days. Number one, we read uh, Pharaoh uh, yesterday at the dinner table Mm -hmm. and uh, the plagues. I believe we read plague three or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the verse says, God hardened pharaoh's heart that's a tough one and pharaoh didn't let the people go yeah and so the conversation around uh which is really interesting to hear with like 14 year olds and uh six-year-olds and that kind of thing like what does it mean that god hardened pharaoh's heart and how does that play together with somewhere in the new testament i want to say james um God doesn't cause anyone to sin. God is not the author of sin. Yeah. I believe both of those verses, but how do we juggle them together? How do we mix them together? Any uh, first thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, like I said, that's such a tough one because it points out one of the what critical analysis folks in the secular world would call um, contradiction mm-hmm. in Scripture. And I don't consider it a contradiction. I consider it a tension. Right. How do That's you, you know, how do you wrestle with the idea that God hardens hearts, but at the same time doesn't cause any suffering? Right. Right. Um, I guess the best way to explain it is this: Yes, God does everything for His glory, mm-hmm. and sometimes that means creating situations, even through people, in order for His name to be proclaimed. Case in point: If He wouldn't have hardened Pharaoh's heart. The Israelites could not have had the miracle of the, you know, of the plagues and Pharaoh being repentant and right. the Red Sea and all these amazing things that happened. Right. So though it's difficult and terrible for Pharaoh, it was definitely used by God for a purpose for his plan. Mm-hmm. Does that may does that mean we have to like it? No. Right. But it's not up to us. Right. You know, this is for God's glory, and he can do whatever he wants because he's God. And don't so. you want to keep playing the card of the big picture like he sees the big picture there right and so as harsh as it sounds to us for pharaoh to have his heart hardened and even to see some of the butterfly effect of the negative butterfly effect of what that had to do to the people of pharaoh's land uh especially like if i'm a random egyptian bystander and i'm being sent these locusts or these uh, uh, plagues and all of these things, at some point I got to be like, "Come on, Pharaoh! Like, come on, man! What are you doing?" Yeah. But he is making that Pharaoh is making that decision for his people, right? And so they are under that umbrella of sin, right? And so there's some leadership stuff there too, and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. But also, I I really want to get to like. The big picture is that us, what, 4,000-some years later, whatever, mm-hmm. are seeing, uh, are learning a positive lesson from one man's heart being hardened. Yeah, absolutely. And Pharaoh couldn't have understood that. The, the, the innocent bystander couldn't have understood that. He doesn't have Gary in mind 4,000 years later, like, oh, that guy is going to mm-hmm. really have a good lesson. Or us around the dinner table are going to have a really good lesson. But I also, I, I even catch myself, and I, and I don't want to sound this way, but they're not just pawns right. in this chess game that God is playing. They are free will mm-hmm. created beings that are made in the image of God. And so that's that tension, right? Like yeah. I hold that human life incredibly valuable, but I also hold God's plan more valuable. Absolutely. And that is the tension. And Ted, Scripture is filled with tension. There's all kinds of tension right. in Scripture. I mean, it's not just Pharaoh. It's, you know, G- Jacob I loved, Esau I hated, even though mm-hmm. Jacob was the one who stole the birthright, right? How do you deal with that? Right. It's the whole idea of, well, God, you know, he I literally has the Israelites slaughter women and children in the Old Testament. How do you deal with that tension of Christ being the Prince of Peace? There's all kinds of tensions in Scripture. We build doctrines on the tensions. Predestination versus free will. Right. Right. But what I think is fascinating about that, um, about the story of Pharaoh and the hardening of heart, is another thing we need to remember. 
is that it's not like Egypt was this holy nation and somehow Pharaoh was this good leader. Right. And all of a sudden, God just flipped him. Right, right, right. Egypt was a sinful nation with a sinful leader. So if anything, God just brought him back to his original state of sinfulness. Right. And so when when he hardened it, it's not as if he just said, no, you're a jerk now. He was already a jerk. Right. And God just said, go back to it. Yeah, allowed him to be what his heart wanted himself. And don't you think, like, as you take, uh, like, levels of, like, peeling back the layer of the onion and all that kind of stuff, but coming further out and seeing the onion, all of this is God allowing humanity to choose its sin. Absolutely. Because humanity, we know, we've seen it in not just Genesis, Adam and Eve, yes, that was the original, but mm-hmm. it's it's more than that, right? It's it's our it's our heart that wants to run away from God yeah. because we think we can do it better or whatever, all that kind of stuff. So him hardening Pharaoh's heart isn't like you said, like creating some sin out of no sin. Right. It's simply allowing Pharaoh's exactly. heart to be hard. Is that fair? Yeah, is that right? I think that's absolutely right. And isn't right. that the big picture? Yeah. Like, that he that's al- he could be allowing all of us to yeah. But that's that's the entire state of humanity and this is something that I think we as Christians fundamentally get wrong and and normally I don't go that far as if to say well this is right this is wrong in regards to scripture. Right. But in this one I think we can because for some reason, we as Christians often think that for some reason God created the world good and we have to work really hard to sin. Mm. But in reality, God created the world good. It fell into sin. We are sinful by nature. Right. And it's only by God's grace that he pulls us out of that crap. That's a huge line, right? Because there's, I want to say, um, what's her name? Like Renee, not Renee Brown, Brene Brown. Mm. Um, in A Beautiful Mess, I think, is the name of the book. She mm-hmm. writes about how, you know, it's one thing to start with total depravity and understand that we're sinful, whatever. But she starts from creation and God created good. Yeah. And her language is kind of like, we want to get to that. Like, that's shalom, right? That's right. a, a right. big word, a peace word. Like, we're in great relationship with God, that kind of thing. But the reality is that on this side of heaven, mm-hmm. there is no shalom. There is no perfect relationship because it's been tainted. Exactly. And so yep. is there some kind of, like, I don't want to call it a goal or, or a striving, but some kind of a, a misconceived goal Yeah. if we're going for perfection here on earth, then I think we're missing something. Yeah, absolutely. If yeah. we're simply biding our time, like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter, then we're missing something. There's yeah. some balance in the middle there of, like, I want to chase God, but I I absolutely know for certain that I won't see him face-to-face until I exist with him in heaven. And, that, and that's putting, I guess you'd call that punting or whatever, but yeah. that's putting all of the emphasis on, the next world, and we also don't want to be, what's the big theological word for yeah. that? Like, just yeah. focus on the next world. Right. We want to be cognizant of what's happening here, Yeah. but we I, want to hold that pressure, right? I, I think we, we all need to realize that, effectively, we don't deserve salvation. Mm. By us, you know, saying, well, you know, effectively, we're just good people and bad things happen. Right. Uh, nope. We're all bad we're people. We're sinful you know, who that God, a good thing has, that happened, a good to, thing has right. happened to. Right. And so therefore That's we, good. you know, we don't deserve salvation. We, it's a free gift and we're privileged to get it. Right. And when you come at it from that mindset, it doesn't turn the world into something that I have to fix because perfection is happening. It turns the world into, I get to be a part of the hands and feast of feet of Christ, right. building relationships, changing lives to bring them with me into the next one. Right. So it's not about building perfection now. It's about bringing everybody on board so we can find perfection together. I think we've definitely touched on a bunch of, like, reformed belief there. Yeah. Um, But we've also sort of touched on what are we looking forward to, which is really cool because, uh, not to take a right-hand turn, but one of the things we do is talk about what are we going to talk about on Sunday, what did we talk about on Sunday, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to celebrate communion on this upcoming Sunday. Yeah. Um, 
that is part of communion and that's part of looking forward, correct? Mm-hmm. And I had a great conversation with our worship coordinator with Damon about the sort of the difference in how we look at communion, mm. not only in denominations, but in churches even too. And he was saying, you know, I've been at this church where we did it this way, uh, that church where we did it that way. And what I try to do, I recognize it's such a big sacrament that you can't do all of it at once, but it's it's sad and it's happy. Yeah. It's liturgical and it's laid back. Like yeah. you try to find that balance in there about having some sort of remembrance and excitement. And, and that's the tension. It's right? all of Again, that. Tension. Again, the tension, because it's all of those things. It's personal yet communal. Right. It's... Uh, celebratory yet almost like you're at a graveside right i mean it's it's all of those things but that's why communion is so incredibly important is because not only does it unite us with the spirit and with christ in that moment uh in a very tangible way but at the same time it also reminds us not of just what was lost but what is going to be and i uh i think i told him to talk to you actually too because i think he would love uh you would love his particular take which is let's do it more often yeah I do um, like communion because uh i want to not get too well we've already gotten way deep but uh yeah. calvin uh john calvin one of the reformers from a long time ago wanted to do it every sunday yep uh in fact it's in the reformed liturgy to do it every sunday yeah um i know that's a big uh you would be a big fan of that yep and i also want to hold in that tension the remembrance that you said, the excitement, the graveside, isn't there something about if I do this all the time, I can sort of get into the routine of it. And I think that would be like the main, quote unquote, main argument for not doing it every Sunday, correct? Yeah, that's absolutely it. And, you know, you want to keep communion uh, special because it is a sacrament. It is special. I mean, we don't do baptism every single week for obvious reasons. You're only baptized once. But communion is a bit different in that it is a meal that we join together in the Holy Spirit with. Mm -hmm. So the main reason for not doing it is, yeah, it loses its, quote unquote, significance. Right. Not in terms of is the spirit present, but in terms of our awareness of it. Right. If it becomes a habit rather than a sacrament. My argument for it every single week is I think that we should be enjoined with Christ on a weekly basis. And what better way to do that than through the worship service where we are proclaiming God's name. Right. However, I'm not going to die on that hill trying to, you know, say we need to blah, 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 because right. both perspectives are valid, you know. So. Um, without totally disregarding the importance of that conversation, I just realized, like, I'm watching us. All people get to see is the back of your head. There you go. Cool. Just stare at the camera for a while. Do I look cool? There, now you can see Jesse. Now you're excited. What would it be like if I? What would it be like if I just? I haven't blinked yet. I'm wondering if I could just stare at this camera and not blink the entire time. I feel like uh, that could be one of our segments or I, something. I like feel that. like so. Oh, by the way, fun fact. Okay. In college, at one point, me and my friends had a staring contest to see who could blink first. I won. And it was something like 12 minutes. Who could blink? Oh, yeah. like a staring. Yeah. I yeah. So who would blink last? 12 minutes? Yeah. My eyeballs were watering. Like you're just crying because your eyes are like, I need moisture. <laughs> it was horrible. But I, I won. So. I feel like this rabbit trail could be um, we were sort of complaining, sort of enjoying a conversation before the podcast about uh vin diesel being able to hold his breath for like 20 minutes or yeah. something like that just um not that that's true or that is real or anything or we read that or anything but just the fact that like that's probably in fast and the furious nine yeah because why not because why not like of course that's gonna be a thing and so that to me just sounded like what you just said like oh yeah i didn't blink for 12 minutes yeah and there's <laughs> It's it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Why? Like why not? Why not? Why would I not? Yeah, not why not? I mean, hey, someone's got to win. Might I mean, as well come be me. 
on. You know, come on. Someone Vin had Diesel's to... got to hold his breath for yeah. 20 minutes. I think I better not blink for yeah, 12. Exactly. I'm telling you, it was absolutely miserable. Don't ever try not blinking. Yeah, it's okay. awful. So. We do, like, uh, staring contests with the kids or whatever, but those are usually, like, 30 seconds or something right. like that. Yeah. yeah, you probably, like, damage your eyes or something like well, that. Well, I'm blind in one of them anyway, so it don't matter. We should, every time we turn a right-hand corner, which is quite often, like, Hey, we're talking about theology and this and whoop, yeah. Vin Diesel. <laughs> should I find like we should use Zapsplat.com? Hey, thank you. Uh, for thank you, like, thank a, you, Zapsplat. A random like sound to enter into a new sequence. Right. So here you go. What do we? Wasn't that awesome? I didn't even hear it. That was so cool. That was really splatattack.org, that was guys. So thank you. Good. That or was that something. was Gary not turning up the that volume. Would be. There you go. <laughs> Production team. Here's where here's where we fall down. Like, why aren't we the next big thing? Because it's one guy in front of a computer. Right, just going, is this sound good? Like, I don't uh, know, does it work? Does it like, work? We don't yeah. have like a sound. We got to get a production yeah. team. Yeah, uh. we should bring producer Lee in. Let's uh, Boom. add to the budget because we've already spent like at least $100 on yeah. all of this. Easily. We got another 8 bucks in the budget Come somewhere. On. We you can know. pay somebody for an hour of work. We'll buy Jamie sandwiches. and It'll be it. fine. Exactly. It'll be fine. <laughs> so the other... the downside of like turn uh playing a sequence to turn a corner yeah i feel like that stops us though like we're able to kind of like right into the next thing yeah and that's and if we like okay stop yeah. now we're going to talk about this that doesn't work so and we it, can't do this, that because then you get like, like this like oh it's almost like the it's it's a 1950s tv serial where you <laughs> know like all of a sudden it's just like what will happen to the damsel in distress? Find out next week after a word from Bosco Chocolate Syrup. You know, and it's like I love it when you come up with things like it's that. Like just, Bosco Chocolate. Yeah, syrup. right. Like what? Like just the worst. There we go. The worst fifties products oh, of all time. Awesome. And now up, Gary will tell us something about his weekend after a word from Chesterfield cigarettes. Like it's just. <laughs> <laughs> this terrible 1950s product placement. I just placement. love the. I love it when you come up with stuff like that, like just the random <laughs> words together, oh. and when you come up with names like Tyler or yeah. Chester or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Chester said this. Like, yeah. Who? Where did you come with that one? Yeah, I love my, it how you do that. My new favorite. Out. My new favorite one is Keith. I don't even know why. So I was talking with Keith I the other day. I was talking with yeah. Keith the other yeah. day. Um, would you like to hear a couple of? From NostalgiaCafe.com. Oh, please. Let's uh, 1950s do. products and technology. Oh, good. So this will give you a few more things to think about as you're thinking of, like, oh, this random 50s product commercial. From Swanson TV Dinners. That's You read that, didn't you? Yes. You cheated. I looked at that picture. I'm Swanson like, that is TV Swanson TV Dinners. Yep. How about Del Monte canned vegetables? Oh, Boom. yeah. Nothing yeah. like creamed corn. Oh, uh, these are too easy because they're still around. Craft dinners, Oscar Mayer meat products. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. We know all those. Those are not as fun. Uh, White Rock ginger ale. Wow, I had yeah. never even heard of that one. That's uh -huh. different. All right. How about uh, knee high under soda, which always now oh, I'm I... connecting something now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mash Radar always ordered a grape. That's knee right, he did. I always yeah. thought it was like K N E E dot. Yeah. I A or I H I G H like knee. Yeah, growing up, I thought it was a cocktail. This I is really like did. uh, this is a brand. Huh. N E H I. Knee. There you go. How about that? How about that? Way to listen to the Gary and Jesse talk yeah. about stuff and uh, come I, up with something. I got. I'm gonna admit, I like the Del Monte one. The Del Monte vegetables. Let's go with Del Monte vegetables. Enjoy the cream corn. Put it in your tater tot hot dish. Yeah. That's fantastic. Along with your sunbeam bread. <laughs> with a side of sunbeam bread. Wonder bread for when you really hate vitamins. Wonder bread. I gotta give you this one. I was so excited about this one in a weird way, like a dad and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like so cliche pastor's kid like i thought this was hilarious so we had i'll set it up for you and it'll take like 10 minutes and then it'll be like a sort of semi-funny joke and yeah. it'll not be worth it yeah so we had prime rib i think it was or some kind of good meat yeah. and it was on the grill and it was soaking all the juice and so it was on this platter 
and all the blood was in it and all that kind of stuff. And we had dinner rolls on the side. This is yesterday's lunch or whatever. And so we're kind of finishing and we're sitting around and all of that juice is sitting in the platter. And I've done it before, too. Like, you take a piece of meat, and you kind of soak up some of the juice or whatever. Elijah, my 14-year-old, is sitting there, and he has the bread, and he takes a piece off, and he dips it into the juice, and he takes a bite. He's like, oh, man, that's good. So he does it a couple times. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of like, you know, no big deal sitting there, and it's kind of silent. And he says, huh, kind of like communion, (laughs) except probably not as healthy for you (laughs) and i was just like what kind of 14 year old makes that joke and at the dinner table is like yeah communion like that's Mm -hmm. a that's a something in my head or something that i might make a joke about and i'm like what a pastor's kid. Oh, yeah, like, total pastor's kid. What a kid pastor's movement. kid yeah. to move that, yeah. like, to tie that together. That wasn't nearly as funny as I thought but it was. But to be, be fair, at least he's, you know, he, at least he's thinking about right? it. That's and kind of cool. That's like, kind of like cool. It, yeah. And, you know, he at least he's a good PK, mm-hmm. a good pastor's kid who's putting together the connections. We got all the negative stories coming, I'm sure. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. The rebellion and all that yeah. kind of stuff. They'll do plenty of that. I know they will. But yeah. I just thought that one was semi-funny. Well, I, it wasn't I, as funny as I, when I... Told it, it's all right. There's always a swing and a miss every week. I've had plenty of them. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I just made Jesse silent. That's what we are going for. Uh, Here's what I really wanted to talk about today. What I'm very excited about. Okay, time out. Here my, we go. Here in, we go. In, instantly, my head is going, oh, yeah, if you want the great taste of Lando Lakes margarine, it's like just the weirdest product placements now because that's the exact sound that would play after a Flintstones episode. It is. It You're not for real is. You want to try the other one? Yeah. It's a cartoon slip. That's, that's even, better. even better. We're going with that one. Yeah, that's that's like gazoo like crashing into a dinosaur that's on really the Flintstones. That's really good. Every time you make a deep theological point. Yep. Way to go, Jesse. And then just picture Fred Flintstone getting run <laughs> over into <laughs> Wilma. Wilma. Anyway, what were you going to talk about? Sorry. I am incredibly disappointed in you for one reason. Yep. But I'm excited to talk about it for another because I've seen a movie that you haven't seen for which one thing. Which is rare. Which is very rare. Yeah. And I really was hoping, like, we could spend, like, an hour on this movie. Yeah. So seven months ago, whatever, some random number, when this movie was in theaters, we were driving past the Orange City Theater, and it said Godzilla versus Kong. And my only thought was, like, <laughs> Really? <laughs> like, come on. And so I said something along those lines, like, yeah, you want to go see Godzilla versus Kong? Yeah. Like, just totally, uh, maybe I'm using the word wrong, facetiously, like, just jokingly, like, this is going to be a stupid movie. Like, why would we see this? Because to me, like, all of the Fast and the Furious jokes that we were making, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, more fast, more furious, da 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 that's encapsulated in a big, huge monster fighting a big huge monster yeah like forget plot forget character development it's just special effects and blah 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 so it starts growing from there like in my household like oh yeah what do you want to do go see godzilla versus kong and that became like a little running gag a little bit like hey maybe we should go see godzilla versus kong yeah right wink wink nudge nudge whatever yeah and little by little it became honest like little by little <laughs> there became like a little desire from each yeah. one of the household members to like huh yeah maybe we should see Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> and so then i start reading like the imdb reviews and all this kind of stuff and it's like uh actually google says a pretty good one 93 percent likes wow but, uh imdb is 6.4 uh. out of 10 metacritic is 59 percent Rotten Tomatoes actually 75, which isn't... Oh, that's not bad for them. But, like, it's just mediocre, like, most of the critic reviews. And they say things like, there was no character development, like, forget about, like, special effects and all this kind of stuff. Which actually took the negative effect on me. Yeah. Made me want to see it more. Because I'm like, okay, if it's that bad, like, then we get to make fun of it and all that kind of stuff. Right. And it becomes like a... 
when you go through something bad together, yeah. you're drawn in it together, right? Yep. And so that became like, we got to see this movie. And around the household became like excitement almost. And then it fell out of theaters or it came out of theaters. <laughs> so we're like, oh man, you know, we missed our point, missed our chance, whatever, whatever. So I'm look looking on Google, I'm looking on Hulu. Um, like I'm looking at what would it be like if we rent it? Uh, how much would it cost to just stream it? All that kind of stuff. 20 bucks. Like you can't rent it on any of the platforms like uh you know usually you can do a 399 rent or whatever mm. no renting available you only have to buy it you can only buy it so then it becomes like a i think we should buy this thing like everybody wants to buy it for Jeez. 20 bucks and like oh, it's man. gaining steam in right. the household like i think we should actually buy this we for a movie you've never for seen. For a movie we've never seen. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And so it just keeps, like, growing. Like, you know, there's something about, like, the mystery of it. Right. Like, I almost wonder if we did a disservice by actually watching it this weekend because we should have just let it exist in our mind. Like, this, I bet this is the greatest movie ever. Th this would have been your cinematic unicorn. Dude. Right? Like, your just cinematic leave it over like, there. Over there. I'll never attain it, you know, but it's a goal. But what, what, how was it? Was it miserable and you pathetic? You know, we, we all sat and watched it, and you can, everybody can do judgy judgy on me, because um, it's PG-13, and all of our kids, uh, even our six-year-old, watched it about halfway, and then she just got sick of it. Um, <laughs> That's always a good sign. <laughs> just a great sign, uh, right, when your six-year-old gets sick of it. Yeah. But we do a pretty good job, I think, of like, oh, close your eyes and don't watch that part and all that kind of stuff. So we're watching it, and, like, we pause a couple times, bathroom break, bathroom break, at least two or three times throughout the movie, we look at each other and be like, it's not that bad. Seriously? Like, yeah, wow. Yeah, like, okay. Wow. But I think that's because, number one, like, I had I had the fear of we built it up too much in our mind. Like, we thought it was going to be great, and it was just never close to that. I think, at least for me, I went in thinking, this movie's going to suck. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's going to be horrible. Yep. And it wasn't. Like, it was mediocre, which in the grade on a curve kind of language, like, okay, I'll take mediocre. Right. Which right. we ended up not buying it, by the way. We went to Redbox, and you got it at Redbox ah, for good call. three bucks good or call. You know, but, that, but the critics are so interesting because they're talking about character development. And I'm just, as you're talking, thinking, expecting character right? development. Right, what do you expect? Expecting character development in a Godzilla vs. Kong movie is right? a lot like saying, I expect marshmallows in my in my shredded wheat. <laughs> like, they're not going to be there. Or and like, stop getting mad when they're not. It's just, shredded wheat, homie. Like, Know what you're getting. And yeah. Like, come on. Like, it was so, even special effects, right? Like, it's supposed to be all about special effects. And there was a couple times where I think it was our TV, because our TV couldn't handle the bright lights or whatever but it looked kind of like just b level or whatever you yeah could, like just see a, a fake stream of light or whatever right but even that i'm like it's it's a 50 foot monster fighting another 50 foot right monster. right they kind of look real yeah and for what it's worth like that's kind of awesome like i know what i'm renting i know what i'm getting into it's just completely fake versus completely fake and watching them fight. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. This is not Schindler's right? List right? here, man. <laughs> right? I mean, this is, you're not watching it for the Oscar-worthy performances. Just take what you get and be like, yeah. oh, yeah, okay. So, the, you know, the reason I haven't watched it is because I fundamentally disagree with the premise. I don't oh. even think I've told you about oh, this. Oh, here we go. I yeah. want to hear this. So, Godzilla is is hundreds of feet tall, according to canon. Okay. In Japan. I didn't Japanese even know there was, mythology. like, a canon. Oh, there's a, there's oh. a whole canon. See, this yeah. was the other thing. Yeah. Like on Google, you could buy the one for twenty dollars, or you could buy the trilogy. I am getting so excited! Yeah, the trilogy for thirty-seven, like the latest three or whatever. Oh, that's off. <laughs> so that actually crossed a lot of people's mind in our household. Like, should we just get all of them? And then we were walking in Walmart. And it had like the 1950s yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Like I said, 
Godzilla is supposed to be hundreds of feet tall. He's okay. taller than a skyscraper, okay? And according and that's according to Toho canon. Okay. okay? All right. Like the actual Japanese movies. There are a lot there's, of Godzilla movies. I think movies. there's like 50 of them. Wow. And according also to canon, <laughs> King Kong is about 40 to 60 feet tall. Okay. In other words, Godzilla is way bigger than King Kong. Okay. And in all the Godzilla versus King Kong movies, they make them the same size. And uh, I'm like, nope, I disagree. You're wrong. I hate this. So, so. what is our, like, what is the latest? Like, catch me up. I'm a very novice guy, obviously. I don't know what's going on here. So the latest out of Japan or the latest out of the U.S.? Just U.S. Let's go just U.S. Because we got we Godzilla got, versus Kong in yep. 2021. Yep. We had, it looks like, Godzilla. Yep. What's oh King of the Monsters? King of the Monsters in 2019. Yep. And then trying to work backwards, just then, Godzilla right. in 2014. Yep. And then in Japan there was like Godzilla 2000 and Godzilla 86. And okay. There's been all okay, Godzilla so vs Mothra. What? My question would be this, and you don't know this answer, but like this latest one, what universe are they trying to be in? Like in these latest movies? Yeah. Because there were a couple of references in the movie that we were both like, or that we were all like, I think they're referencing the previous movie. Like, they mean to kind of, yeah. like, do an actual callback. Like, right. we're in the same universe. Right. And so my assumption is they, maybe the last three or so, like, they're trying to call back from there. Because I think there were even some of the same actors. Yeah, that would be my guess. I would have a hard time saying that this is the same Godzilla that has existed since 1958. Right. I mean, because the oh, Japanese a Kong movies. Skull are, Island too. That movie was terrible. Oh, makes me want to see oh, it. it. So makes bad. Makes me want to see it. So 2017. Bad. Oh, it was awful. That sounds awesome. But uh, yeah, the ones from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. That's wow. my jam, dude. I could watch. Those I could all see day. you loving that. Yeah, those are great. So, I better not give stuff away because you're gonna have to go watch it now. I think. <laughs> but there's another player introduced. What? There is another, what do they call him, Titan? Uh, is it Michael Myers? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, it, is it Jason? Is it Freddy? Who is, who could it possibly, is yes. it Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw yes, Massacre? they bring that guy in, and they, they uh, fight uh, versus Kong and versus Godzilla. You please. would be upset then because they, like, aren't the same Yeah, size. they're not the same thing at all. Please, it, please tell me it's not Mothra or do Ghidorah or. Do you want me to tell you? Yes, think? yeah. Uh, Mecha Godzilla. Seriously? Yeah. Boo, yeah. boo. You're like moving everything. I, you're so I'm, no, I was. I got frustrated there. I, yeah. That's okay. I uh, got my coffee over here because mm. I was so like this got us jazzed here. A little bit. Godzilla a little bit. thing. Mecha wow. Godzilla. That's dude. I know, but it's awesome. <sighs> like again, like go back to just what do you expect kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was really interesting, and here's going to be the dorky side of it. Like, there are so many dynamics in oh, there yeah. of relationship versus, because uh, Godzilla, oh, now I'm going to do spoilers. So, spoiler alert, you don't care. No, you, I ain't going to see it. So, <laughs> go see it, you punk. Like, it. I want you to see it so we can talk about it for, like, a long time. Um. So you say it's Godzilla, like, is almost like there's rounds, right? Like, the first round they fight, and then they go away from each other, and then they come yeah. back together or whatever. Kong kind of, like, well, Kong gets beat up. Yep. And Godzilla, like, <laughs> could kill him, like, could do a death blow, but doesn't. And almost, like, you kind of see their eyes, and you see, like, a a nod of respect, if you will. Like, okay. Like, you're the winner. We get it. And then they come together mm. to fight Mecha Godzilla, mm. which is really cool because it ends up being like this all out, just wham, bam, everybody's hurt and mm. wipes out the whole Hong Kong, which we talked about, like, to chase that. Like, we're like, how many times does your ta does your city have to be destroyed? Like, I, those poor people. That they are rebuilding every three and a half months over there. When man. it's Godzilla, I mean, so it's Godzilla. It's like we literally had our horse house uh, torn down last week, and then he's back. Not to mention, there's one scene. Where <laughs> so Godzilla, uh, I don't know if this is canon or not, but he can shoot like a 
uh, lightning bolt of some sort out Atomic of his mouth. Atomic breath. Atomic breath? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he does that to the ground. Yeah. And it goes all the way down to the hollow earth. What? Where is like their home. <laughs> and <laughs> my thought right away, this is the darkness, like... What are they gonna do with that big hole? Now? <laughs> <laughs> like right what? in the middle of the yeah. road, you're walking along. Yeah, Whoops! Like, uh, I just fell into the well, hollow earth. I guess we're going down to the lava pit. Well, Daryl, get the kids out of here. Keith. This is gonna be rough. <laughs> we just lost Keith. We we just we just lost Keith. Where was he? He's in a station wagon. Took it down to the Godzilla hole. <laughs> just, it's so stupid. Think, like they build a, a little uh, fence around it and they put a so, sign up the Godzilla hole. Then right, like sell uh, enter, chickens to it for five. Enter bucks. at your own risk. It'll be fine. <laughs> You know, Mechagodzilla is actually canon in the old ones. The problem that I have with the new one is that it only took Godzilla to fight Mechagodzilla. You don't need uh, you don't need King Kong. Well, King Kong is is the weak. the team up was really cool though. Yeah. Like that's the relationship thing, and that's the under the layers of the onion. You want to get the critics of well, this character didn't get developed, that character didn't get developed. Yeah, whatever. They teamed up. Like, it was awesome. Like, the relationship between the Titans was really cool, I thought. I want to see I want to see Ghostface from the Scream movies in in this canon now. That would be interesting. Because, I mean, as long as we're just adding random stuff, let's add Pinhead from Hellraiser. It'll be fantastic. Why not? Hey, you know, let's add John Rambo in I there. Think, he can I blow think things we up. should mix in Fast and the Furious. Yeah, right? Vin <laughs> Diesel versus Godzilla versus Mech is Godzilla. Say, like, I think I heard this on a podcast somewhere. Like, they, they're trying to do a Jurassic Park crossover with God, Fast and the Furious. Just. Oh, so that's fantastic. They should have a three-way crossover. I Fast and Furious, Jurassic Park, and Godzilla. Can you imagine, then, like, Jurassic Park versus Godzilla? That'd and you know so who would win? It would be Chris Pratt, because... Chris Pratt wins in everything. It's all Star Lord is the answer. Always. He always wins. And um mic drop. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and that's it. Done. Okay, that's it. Yep, that's it. <laughs> um now that everyone is mad at us for not talking about anything important. Yeah. We got like go back and listen to the first half. We talked yeah. about theology pretty deep there. We got yep. pretty deep. First uh, half was good. Um then it was Godzilla versus Kong. Um I said yesterday I encouraged uh people that were here on Sunday um, I'm not doing the Orange City Campus weekly updates, mm-hmm. um, but I said listen to the Gary and Jesse stuff, talk about stuff podcast because we update you on the life of living water. Yeah. Um, so, what do they have to know uh, for coming up? Uh, what are they? Are, are there any events? I don't think there's like anything huge, um, but like a, just a random thing that they need to know about. The We're big, doing Old Testament battles. Yeah, yeah. The biggest events are coming in August and September, and right. we're still working on those, right. you know, as far as community services and school kickoffs, et cetera, et cetera. So right. um, stay tuned for those. But, I mean, over in Sheldon, the, the things, at least for the next couple of weeks, you need to know is that communion is happening this Sunday. So let's prepare our hearts for that and get ready for that. Um, and then we are having uh, our series beyond battles of the Old Testament in both campuses. Mm-hmm. And I think we're both doing Moses. Yep, I just battle. took whichever yours were. Okay. So yep. Exodus 17. Yep, exactly. Moses in battle, raising his arms and having Aaron and whatnot prop his arms up and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to be focusing on this Sunday. That's awesome. Yep. And uh, um, Sue is actually doing for uh, summer worship here in Orange City. Uh, a little bit of a focus, it sounds like, on uh, armor of God. Oh, and yeah. And so that actually fits in with some of the Old Testament yep. battle stuff, Works too. Well. So, yeah, a lot of battle talk, a lot of what do we learn from those battles and what does the faithfulness of God have to do with yep. all that kind of thing. Oh, good stuff. Um, otherwise, I don't think there's a whole lot that you have to be aware of. Uh, we talked on um, both campuses, like, stewardship-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, continue to remember to give. Um, yep. I said a couple times yesterday, like, we're not – Hitting the red panic button, but we're also like, oh, we got to pay attention a little bit. Yeah. Um, some Ebenezer stuff needs to be tied together, uh, cross some T's, dot some I's. Um, just, I think the the big language we used was we got to figure out how to maintain our monthly giving and not have it be like a heart monitor up and down. Yeah. Uh, one of the best ways you can help us with that, um, sign up for your automatic giving. 
Uh, you can do that by going to forallwhothirst.com. Yeah. Because we get it. Uh, a lot of people are gone in the summer. Take this trip. Take that trip. Uh, that makes it hard for us to do a monthly budget because we might have a lot one week and not as much the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we would love is if you do the online giving and you just get that automatic payment going. And you can do that by figuring out uh, forallwhothirst.com, and it's got all the information on there. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. All you got to do is go to forallwhothirst.com and then just click on the uh, giving link, and it uh, it should pop right up for yep. you. So There's also just all kinds of good stuff on that website. If you want to uh, listen to previous podcasts, you want to find out what the upcoming schedule is, you want to read about Jesse, uh, mm-hmm. you can do that. Go to our staff and our leadership, and then you click on the link, Jesse, and it's just his entire biography. My entire biography. It's very just. short. <laughs> very short. I, you know, I will I, give you this. Like, you look the same then yeah. as you do now. Like, that's a five-year-old picture. Yeah. If you go to mine... Five years ago, you, I looked a lot better lot, than I do now. You had a lot less gray hair five I years ago. I looked a lot yeah. better. Like, yeah. I was a good-looking guy. Yeah. Now, not so much. Man, some of us just age gracefully, and some of us age. So, you know. I, <laughs> and I, some of us watch Godzilla vs. Skunk. You know, it's fine. <laughs> there, That was perfect. That was timing. a perfect Way to go, timing. production team. Love it. Way to go, production team. Nailed it, boys. All right, so uh, go listen to the first half if you want to talk about theology and uh we talked about total depravity mm-hmm. uh we talked about sin uh sort of being that plague all the way throughout humanity uh we then talked for a long time about godzilla versus kong mm-hmm. uh we gave you a little bit of update on what the next series is get ready for communion uh pay attention for what's coming in august and september especially around events that kind of thing anything we're missing jesse i think we're good to go all right jesse i love your face love your face <laughs>